friends, as we prepare to reflect on God's mighty and matchless word this morning, let us once again go before him in prayer. And now, O Lord, may the words of our mouths and the meditations of all of our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. If through the words of this human being we do not hear your voice, O Lord, we pray that you would come and speak to each of us here in the, in the quietness and the gentleness of each of our hearts. Amen. To this morning, um, something happened that happens to me very often on Sundays or Saturday nights into Sunday morning, and that is I often dream about the service on Sunday. And most of the times those dreams are about something going terribly wrong. And as a result of that, I never share those dreams with y'all. But I was advised when I was sharing with somebody on the phone this morning about the dream, when I was telling the dream I had last night, he said, I think you should tell that story today. And so I will. Um, the, the, right before I woke up this morning, I had a dream that we were in this service, hanging the greens and uh, putting the ornaments on the tree and everything. And I was just up here preaching and it, I was just in the flow and everything I just thought was going really great. And then people started getting their stuff and walking out. And I thought, uh-oh, something, something's gone wrong. Well, I just kept on preaching. I just went with what the Holy Spirit, what I felt like in the dream, the Holy Spirit was saying. And people started walking out. And then I just finished the sermon. And Oh, in the dream, there was no clock, by the way. Let's add that. There was no clock in the dream telling me what time it was. And, and so after I finished the sermon, I looked at my watch. And it was six minutes after 12. And I realized we have gone past the noon hour. And we still have to share in communion. And everybody had to get where they were going. So I just want to make you aware today. I know that there is a lunch after. I know that we've got communion coming up. But truth be told, I had planned this month to really keep the sermons a little bit shorter, make them more like homilies. Because truth be told, this month, as we share in the scriptures and the song, as we speak our faith, and as we sing our faith, we are participating in a sermon. We are acting out and living out and speaking out what it is that we believe. And sometimes the best sermon is one that does not have any words in it. There are many people who have made, who have made quote, quotes similar to that over the years. But one of the things that I think is so important for us in this Advent season, first of all, is to sing these songs that we love. This is the time of year where you can go in any secular place and you're hearing something about the baby Jesus being sung. This is the only time of year that that really happens. This is the time of year where we are participating in activities that are based around giving and blessing. We are truly living out the incarnation. We are living out God with us, God among us, God for us, and God in us, that the word became flesh and dwelled among us in the world. And so every Sunday of this month, as we share together in song and in scripture, what we are saying, we are drawing on that power from God Almighty, from the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And as we speak it, as we sing it, as we act it out, as we live it out in the world, we are becoming the world, we are becoming the best sermon that God can speak through as we live out our, as we live out our lives with him. What we are engaging in in today's service and in the weeks to come, the, the fancy theological word for it is liturgy. And if you're, many of you are probably familiar with the word liturgy, but it's a good reminder. The meaning of the word liturgy is the work of the people. Yes, it is what we read, it is what we speak, it is what we sing. It is an order and a rhythm to our worship service. And liturgy means the work 
that the people do, not just the preacher, not just the choir, not just the ushers or the acolytes, but ev every single one of those and more. We are the, God is doing his work in and through us. And so every time we gather together and we share in a liturgy like, like the one we shared in today, which includes the hanging of the wreaths, the hanging of the ornaments, everything in our worship services, friends, points back to the glory of Jesus. And everyone who participates in the worship is part of, what, of us giving glory to Jesus, all of us working together to give him the glory that he so deserves and so much more. You know, one, uh, one sad casualty of some of the conflicts that we have walked through this year in the United Methodist Church is that there are certain words, really good words, that have taken on different meanings that I feel like I've spent the past few months trying to clear up what words like discernment mean. And one word that has gotten a lot of different meanings, I've heard different meanings of this year, is the word tradition. Now, many of you, as I say the word tradition, you want to break into that song from Fiddler on the Roof where Tevya sings about tradition. I'm not going to sing it for you. But tradition is about more than just that song. Tradition, yes, there is a way, there are many ways that we can use that, but what we are doing in our worship services, this is tradition, singing the doxology after the offering is taken up, taking up the offering, just standing up for some things, sitting down for others, kneeling at the communion rail, all of this is tradition. And in our Wesleyan heritage, in the Wesleyan, uh, in the Wesleyan doctrine of the United Methodist Church, there are four things that are so important. One of them is scripture, that's the foundation of all. There uh, is the foundation of all. Uh, reason is another one. I'm forgetting what the third one is, but the fourth one is tradition. And because I did not write anything down because I was still focused on that dream. But, I want, but tradition is a core of our faith. And tradition in that sense means where we participate in things that have been passed down over the years. We, are, we participate in these things that have been given to us over the years, these practices and these rituals, and they are meant to draw us closer to Jesus. They are meant to form our faith. Tradition is not just about one reading of one scripture. It is our way of life together. It is the work of the people in the unity and the agreement that comes from Jesus Christ, our Lord. Friends, this is a season of new beginnings. Advent means the coming. Advent, means, Advent for us signifies a new beginning. And I want to speak to you, First United Methodist Church, that God is doing a new thing among us. He is working among us, and he is bringing in, and he is taking us into the world to do a new work. He is bringing people in to do a new work here, in and for his power here, and he is wanting for us to not only learn from and grow with the traditions we have, but to create new ones as well. New ones that will not just draw us closer together as a church body, but will draw more people to the light of Jesus. Because, friends, evangelism is not just about growing a church. More than that, it's about drawing people to Jesus with the way that we live. And today is the best day for that to start. And how do we do that? How do we embark on such a thing? Well, let us, as we prepare to come to the communion table today, look again at Paul's letter to the Corinthians. This is the beginning of Paul's letter, verses 3 through 7, that are printed in your bulletin and in your order of worship. And as we see this, Paul is telling a church that has been through really difficult times that he blesses them. He says, I say grace to you, peace to you, I give thanks to you. And this in verse 4 is so important because the grace of God that has been given you in Christ Jesus, for in every way you have been enriched in him in speech and knowledge of every kind. 
just as the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you. Friends, Jesus is pouring out his grace, and it is in our weak places that his grace is even the greatest. It is in our weakness that he is the where his strength comes through in a mighty way. And what Paul is saying here is that as you have been through difficult times, as you walk through difficult times even now in your individual lives, in your life as a church, and as their life in the, in, in, in the larger body of Christ, that Christ is enriching you. He's growing you. He's strengthening you from the inside out. And the thing that I love about this passage is in, where this title of today's message comes from is in verse 6. As the testimony of Christ has been strengthened among you. We remember today, we remember in this season about Christ coming to us. But sometimes don't we forget that Christ is among us each and every day. He is sitting here with us. He is at this table preparing this meal to give us and remind us of the life that he gave. And we so often want to strengthen ourselves. We want to just lace up our bootstraps and, and, and just grit our teeth and move forward with a human energy and a human strength. And what God's inviting us to do today, friends, is to, is to receive his grace, to receive his strength. And, as he, and he is the one who is among us strengthening us. We hear that phrase a lot, that we're stronger together, and indeed we are. And as the church, we're the strongest of all because Jesus is the one among us, giving us the strength that we need and giving us every moment exactly what is, what, what is needed for the task that is ahead of us. So we are being equipped today. Today is the day of new beginnings where God is equipping us for, he is equipping us with his strength to do a new thing. I am so excited about the blessing of the tree next week, about our upcoming service of Christmas Eve carols and communion, the adoptive family tradition that we have. There is so much happening in the life of this church. And friends, every single piece and wherever you hear God calling you to be a part of the past traditions and the new traditions of this church, you are a part of Christ among us. And everyone, 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 as we heard in the invitation to communion, who desires a relationship with Jesus, who seeks after him, every single one is invited in these doors, is invited in this family, is invited to be enriched by his grace so that we can be all that Jesus has called us to be together. Let us not turn anyone away. Let us not be discouraged. Let us not, um, let, let us not be so caught up in what has been that we don't see 